joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. This month, we are talking all about mission. And what does it mean to go out and evangelize for the Lord? What does it mean to go out and serve God's people? I mean, we can be talking about campuses. We can be talking about Africa and anything in between. I cannot think of a better person to talk about this evangelization than Devin Barrett. Devin, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It is amazing. How can it not be amazing when we have the Lord, right? That's right. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so on fire for the Lord. Uh, it's just, whew. I get these moments, right? So when I asked you, what is your title? You said, well, I'm an evangelist. Yep. Let's talk about what is an evangelist. Let's talk about what that means. Honestly, as an evangelist, so it's one of the fivefold gifts in the Bible, and um, as an evangelist, uh, your your mission is to proclaim the gospel. You're preaching. You're, and I like to look at it as you're marketing Jesus to the world. Yeah. And I mean, every Christian is called to tell everybody about Jesus. But there is a definitely a calling as an evangelist where you're not only equipping the church to go out and tell people about Jesus as well, but you're also going out and doing it. And to maybe like a higher caliber than maybe everybody else. But it's something that the Lord's definitely put in my life to share his uh, the message of the kingdom of God with people and, and Jesus Christ. And it's, yeah, it's just been a calling for a while now. So, and it's been, it's been a gift and it's great. So, so let's talk about a while now. Have okay. you always known the Lord or did you have a moment where it was like, whoa, this is real? Yeah, I, I grew up in church. Um, I was uh, pretty much, yeah, right away, all the way through. Um, it was like in high school that I really started to challenge my faith, actually. Um, I wanted to try to make it my own. And so I was really personally seeking God and saying, God, if you're real, like I want to know who you are. And it was right after high school, I graduated and went up to Alaska. And uh, I was working in Alaska, but also helping out a church at a um, youth camp. And while I was there, it was kind of the pinnacle moment in my life and my faith. It was, it was kind of like it was either going to be all for God or I'm going to walk away. It was like at that point in time. And I was looking and searching for God for many years before that in high school and just kind of wavering and, and really kind of, I don't know, dancing the line of like what's right and what's wrong. And, you know, I'd, in Bible studies and in church, but also looking and walking like the world. And um, I just wanted to know if God was real, if God was powerful and, and if he really did love us. And, and so I was just seeking. And it was at this camp that um, after multiple nights of just worshiping the Lord and just giving him everything and and searching him, I felt like I was getting nowhere. And it felt like the more and more I kept opening up, like I just would get like a wall. It was like I couldn't connect. And I was I was actually angry at God. I was ready to walk away. And I'm sitting there at this um, camp. It was like the third night into it at this worship night. And we had worshiped for a couple of hours. And uh, they called people forward for a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh, I didn't want to go forward. I actually had no idea what that was. And a friend of mine had nudged me and said, you know, Devin, go on up there. And so fine, I was like, I'll, I'll give God one more chance. And I remember walking to the front of this room with a bunch of middle schoolers, and I kind of was embarrassed a little bit that I'm this 18-year-old guy, and I'm up here with a bunch of little kids, and I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I can look like a fool for the Lord. It's okay. I'm like, I just want to know you, God. And, and sitting there, and everybody in the church comes around, and they start praying in the camp. And I remember I just kind of felt this like tingling sensation, and instantly it went away. And I remember just being so upset. And I was, I was angry. I was so mad. I was ready to walk away from the Lord. And I remember just looking up and saying, God, if you're real, I want to know your power and I want to know your love. And in that moment, it was just a split moment. I heard a voice just speak. It was like as if like it was inside. It was in my heart. And I could just hear it. Then, Devin, submit to me. And the only way I knew how to submit at that point in time in my life it was just I was like, I need to get on my knees. 
And so I, I bent my knees. And the second I bent my knees, like, I, I can't describe it really, but it was like I just got hit by power. And I fell to the floor. I couldn't even catch myself. And by the time I hit the floor, I was just shaking and trembling under the power of God and getting washed by his goodness. And I spent four hours that night just sitting on the floor, just with the power of God surging through my body. And I could, I mean, I, I started praying in tongues. At the time, I didn't believe in tongues. I had no idea what was going on. And, uh, but if I could pray, I remember just saying, thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for leading me to this point. It was the pinnacle of a life experience. Like there's nothing better. There was no greater feeling, but yet it was also like, in a way, just holy fear too. I felt like I needed to get under the floor. And I just sat at God's feet for, yeah, four hours that night, just getting washed by his goodness and his presence. And yeah, actually crazy was there, there was a one word that um, I just kept hearing. I felt like I should just share it. But um, as I was sitting there, people were speaking things over me and it was like everything was just blocked out. I didn't hear anything anybody was saying. People were praying for me and sharing words of encouragement and prophetic words over me. But there was one word I remember hearing and this guy kept saying, he said, well, you're going to take what God has given you now and you're going to take it home with you and release that. And it's actually been so true because after I came back from Alaska, the Lord has put me into ministry here. And yeah, I've been a part of college campus ministry in this area. I've been a part of youth ministry and God has done amazing things with that experience and with that empowerment that I received. So, Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I mean, this no, is exciting. So <laughs> oh my gosh. And I believe every single word you're saying. Yeah. Sometime we'll have to have a conversation right. <laughs> about the Holy Spirit and vroom. But, right. and I mean, even, and I know we'll, we'll talk about Africa in a second here, but um, baptisms, literally people have shot straight up out of the water. I mean, we yep. witnessed these kind of things yep. like this is real. When the power of God comes upon you yep. And you surrender and completely, sub I love that when you talked about that, that complete submission to him, yep. it is like, wow, like yep. it is, it's like the fireworks, but in that, that, uh, when you're talking about that surging through the, the body, yes, amen. And it does yep. happen, right? Yep. Yep. But there are things that we do. It's that submission. It's that surrender. It is, it's yeah. that giving it all to him. And I love that you talk about seeking the Lord, because when we seek the Lord with all our heart, like, it's just, I'm not, I love it. By the way, I love that you said, yeah, I was going to give him one more chance. I'm thinking, um, hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was going to give up on you, though. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, like, what the Bible says, like, um, knock and just keep on knocking. Seek. Yep. And like, and I felt like, you know, I was knocking and knocking and knocking. It wasn't getting nothing. And it was like that last moment. It was like I was really just at that frustration point. And I'm like, oh, I, can't, I don't know how I can do any more to give or to search. I'm like, I'm at my end, God. Like, I you need you now. And, and he showed up. And it was, yeah, it honestly changed my life. And I it was this. surrendering everything to him. Yeah. And I, so. It's so funny when I read that passage about knocking. At, at times I feel like, well, you know, we have doorbells now. Yeah, if I tried the doorbell, would that be <laughs> Of course, we know there's, there's context all around it so you come to Bemidji yep. and you're you get involved in campus ministry so let's talk now at some point you get married in here is this already yeah so, yeah give us a little scope okay, I on can, that yeah I'll give you my background so I came back from Alaska we came back I was actually went to school at BSU I was going for business management and helping out in youth groups at the time and I just remember being like I loved the kids I loved being around them but I always had this pull something like just inside me drawn toward the college campuses. And uh, so I started helping out with college campus ministries at the time. It was a group called Young Life and then also Chi Alpha. And uh, while doing that, I started running a night on, it was like another night when we'd just get together and we'd worship the Lord. And then at the end of it, 
Um, I loved evangelism, and it was just something that the, God had put on my heart just to tell people about Jesus. And we would take people out who had never done evangelism, and we'd go to Walmart or we'd go to the campus, and we would just go out and pray for people and tell people about Jesus. And we would see people get healed. We would see miracles. We'd see people get saved. And these are people who would like, you know, they were high schoolers. They were um, freshmen, sophomores in college who had never done something like that, see, going out and just loving it, like asking, like, when can we do it again? I'm like, we're going to do it next week. And like, we would just take people out and just train them how to do that. And I ended up going to YWAM during that time. And I did a YWAM over in Australia. And at the end of my um, YWAM, um, I was praying like, God, what's next for me? Like, what do you want me to do? Should I stay here and continue to serve with youth, youth with a mission? Or should I go back? And he felt like, Devin, go back, plug yourself into the college campuses. He said, you were going to be a key part in the next revival of sending on the nation. And that was the word I heard from the Lord. So when I came back, we ended up starting a college campus group with a buddy of mine who was on that YWAM with me. His name's Austin Kovach. And uh, he was actually a high school friend. And so we started a group called Eternally King Ministries with the idea of teaching identity of um, being royalty in Jesus to college kids. And it really just enveloped this idea of identity of a son or a daughter of God. And, and from that would actually produce the fruit of good works in your life. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, with that, there's a huge enroll in evangelists like would do. And we bring people to the streets and go out and pray for people. And, and we saw the Holy Spirit break out in our meetings. And like it was it was awesome. We, we've been doing that for almost seven years now. Um, and so during that time, it was about a year into it. I ended up meeting my wife, Brianna. She came walking up the stairs one night and it was just like, I don't know. I just couldn't get off my mind. I was like, this girl, there's something different about her and ended up going on a date with her and the rest is history. So it was, uh, four months later, we ended up getting married. And yeah, so we uh, have two little kids now. Oh, that's yeah, so great. Just had a little boy also. Uh, yeah, just it's been a trip. And so um, while we've been married, uh, we did college campus ministry for a few years. And there was a point in time in my life I felt like I was not quite satisfied. And we, I mean, we were seeing God move. Kids were getting saved. We saw miracles. We were seeing the Holy Spirit just begin to fall on people and equip people with boldness and gifts of the Spirit. And I just wanted more. And I've always had a, a calling for the masses in my heart. And I've always liked, you know, where are the masses? Where is the mass harvest happening? And, and you know, I'm thinking Africa, right? Africa. And there's a ministry in Orlando called Christ for All Nations run by uh, amazing uh, man of God, uh, Daniel Kalenda. And it used to be Reinhardt Bunky. We ended up getting an opportunity to go down and partner with this ministry who was running a school called the Evangelism Boot Camp. And it was pretty much a three-month just cram it in. They called it the Evangelism Boot Camp. And they would just cram us with information on what is evangelism, mass evangelism, bring in speakers just to release like, you know, like words of encouragement. And um, we ended up going to Africa after the end of that school and going and preaching in uh, schools and villages and marketplaces. And it was, it was honestly such an amazing point in time. It was a challenging time in my life. Uh, I remember wanting to leave the school and not want to be there and not sure if this is what God's calling me to do. But while we were there, um, it was actually the last day of school and uh, we were getting ready to go to Africa. And this was right during COVID actually. And so we had to wait a while before we went to Africa. I'm sitting there and we're in our spiritual development sessions at the beginning of school. We'd spend an hour and a half just in the presence of God every day because they, they always pushed to them spiritual development, spiritual development. You know, you need to be right with the Lord before you do anything else. And so we just sit there in his presence and pray. And I remember seeing a picture of a map and it was a map of the United States. And instead of uh, cities on the map, there was college campuses. And these college campuses began to break out in campfires. 
and I would see fires on where these college campuses were until the entire map looked like it was lit with these fires. And then I heard a wind, and the wind blew from the west to the east across the map, and the entire map of the United States engulfed in the flames. And not even like 30 seconds after that, the speaker of that, that time said, okay, um, somebody here has been called to the college campuses. I want you to stand up. And I just saw this picture, and I'm like, so I stood up, and the, he began to prophesy over me, and I was just like, wow, I think I'm, I want to go to Africa, but I'm called to the campuses as well. It was just this crazy point in time in my life. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know we have a lot more to talk <laughs> about because we need to follow up on this. That is an amazing, amazing vision. I love this. And I love it how we each have spiritual gifts. That's mm-hmm. amazing. We are speaking with Devin Barrett. We're talking about evangelism. We're talking about mission. We're talking about how God calls each of us. We have so much more to come. We're going to take a brief pause, but don't go anywhere because you are going to want to be filled with the next words. This is Devin Greger. Live Joy, Share Joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We love to hear feedback on the show. Have you heard a guest who inspired you or drew you deeper into relationship with the Lord? Was there a topic that really resonated with you? Do you have a show idea around joy? We would love to hear from you. We want to build a community of joy. Please email Deb at lifefulofjoy.com and put feedback in the subject line. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking with Devin Barrett. We are talking about evangelism. We're talking about mission. We're talking about serving God's people and how each one of us is called. Devin, going into the break, you had this incredible experience where there was a map in front of you. You had fires on all of these college campuses, and then you get these prophetic words spoken over you. What was that experience like? Yeah, honestly, it was crazy, and it was not something I was expecting at the time. Um, I was expecting to go to Africa and be involved in mass evangelism. And that, I was like, I'm going to go see souls one for the kingdom of God. And then I see this picture and that prophetic word. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like you waited to the last day to show me this. And um, I'm like, just the need to go to the college campuses is just like a burden on my heart. And we went to Africa. Um, and yeah, Africa was amazing. Uh, while we were there, we, we got to preach in schools. And I remember preaching in schools of like 3,000 plus kids. 
And man, they're 50% Muslim and 50% Christian. And these Christians are third, fourth generation Lutherans. And men, many of them have never actually made a decision for Jesus. You know, they've been water baptized. That's what salvation was. And they never knew what salvation looked like or making a, a relationship with the Lord. So when we'd go and preach, uh, watching 90% of the hands in these schools go up and, and Muslim kids coming forward just to receive Jesus, it was it was such an opportunity. And we watched, you know, deliverance happen and miracles happen and um, I mean, it was literally the book of Acts, like everything you could think of it was just signs, wonders, miracles upon one another. And I believe in one week we had preached the gospel in schools, me and another evangelist. We preached over 15,000 kids. And out of those 15,000, we rough estimated that probably between 10 and 11 actually gave their life to the Lord. Wow. Um, and so it was just, I mean, the harvest was ripe. And it was. And then here's this vision of me going to college campuses. And I'm just like, I'm like, Lord, I've been there. Like, you know, like we saw like only a handful get saved this last year. But I do believe God wants to move in a mass way on the campuses. And I believe that's what he's doing here, like what he's calling us to do. Well, so. and don't you feel like, I mean, this is just something I've been noticing, but so many people just seem so lost. And yeah. it's like yeah. they have this longing They don't even know what they're longing for. We know what they're longing for. And if we aren't out talking about it, how do people even know that there's a solution? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have the hope. We have the answers for what everybody's looking for. And I mean, it's not uncommon to run into college kids who are on anxiety medications, who are smoking weed daily, who are, you know, not, I mean, just drunk at parties, but they drink every night just because there's nothing else to do or they're bored or they just need that peace. They're looking for it peace they're looking for something that gives them meaning in life and they're searching for their yeah their identity and who they are and to come alongside them and to bring that message of jesus christ and the hope that jesus offers us man people are hungry they want it and we've seen college kids answer very well to the gospel very few of them actually reject it at first glimpse so one one another thing that i keep thinking about is okay so i'm thinking back to the time when i was growing up you simply, you went to church. That's what you did. But then it seems like there's this generation of that wasn't necessarily the case. So these young adults that are in college now, yep. I bet a lot of them haven't even been exposed to a church. Yep. There is there's a handful that have not even been exposed at all. <laughs> there's a couple of them that are like, it's really foreign talking to them about Jesus because they have no background whatsoever. I do find that many of them that we end up getting connected with are, are contacting and, and talking to um, just like in the dorms or whatever, they do have some knowledge of it. Um, whether they've been to church once in their life or, you know, two or three times, they have some knowledge of Jesus. So it's not like you're completely preaching to people or telling people about Jesus who have no idea who he is. But um, yeah, definitely most people have very mixed messages of who Christ is and, yeah. and what he came to do. And so just bringing that simple gospel message and just waking him up to the reality, like Jesus died for you and that you can have a new life through him and he can give you that peace. Like Jesus came to give a life and a life abundant. That's one thing we love teaching because so many people think this religion and, and they think that Jesus is just trying to take all these things away from them. And I'm like, Jesus just wants to take away from you the things that you were never created to be. He wants to take away from you the things that you weren't created for so you can have a life and a life abundant. And like Jesus is the way. His life is a model of what we were supposed to walk. And so bringing that to them, I mean, they the kids who do respond find so much peace. And we've seen um, nights of just amazing repentance on the college campus in our meetings. And we'll be preaching at BSU and have altar calls and uh we actually had something called the king's fest which was this last fall and we're going to do another one this fall and uh we had over 120 bsu kids show up and uh preach the gospel message and call people forward and i 
I remember just standing there watching the, the amount of people come forward. And I mean, over half the room was at the altar and tears and people weeping and just watching the presence of God come into the room. And we saw miracles break out at that point in time. People healed of concussions, people healed of Crohn's. We saw people who, a girl who showed up and no one invited her, but she just felt like I needed to come to this meeting. And she was talking about how she felt like she was at the end of herself and talking about how she found her reason for live. I mean, just watching the hand of God and the presence of God in those meetings and how he loves college kids. He wants college kids to know him. And uh, yeah, just beautiful, beautiful like repentance on campuses. It's happening. It's It just happened, you know? So God's moving. God it's, is moving. You know? I love this. And and as a parent, right, you're talking yep. about my kid's age, right? right. Like this, these, <laughs> you're talking to my kids. Yep. And what I love about this is seeing people that God has called that are giving the yes. Yep. to serving him because yep. you still had a choice. Yep. You could you have do. said, oh no, God, let me do it my yep. way. Let, right? Yep. But you said, okay, this is too strong. I need to go do this. Yep. You had submitted and surrendered. That's another message I really want to get in this today is that it's not always an easy road, yep. but when we give the yes and we follow through with what he calls us to do, he yep. equips. I mean, he just yep. continues to provide. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, when you surrender to him, that's what makes it possible. We always say like, you know, Jesus is the word and the word, whatever it commands, he enables. And um, when he is calling us to do something, he's going to enable us to do it. And so when you're in total surrenderment, like and you're in his will, that's the safest and best place to be. Like there's no other place you want to be than in his will and being fully surrendered to him. And uh, he can use you there more than he'll use you anywhere else. Like. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing spot to be. And uh, that's honestly probably one of the main messages I think that we teach with um, college kids and when we're preaching. It's, it's fully surrendering, you know, giving everything to him. Don't hold anything back. You know, you can give 99% and still not be, you know, committed to the Lord and have him Lord of your life. You need to give it all. And that, that message is I think people are, they want something to live for. You know, it's not, it's not just can I die for Jesus? Can I live for him too? Yeah. Am I willing to say yes to Jesus in the midst of a million options in this generation and in this world? And to say, I'm going to choose one and choose Jesus. That's a bold stance. And when we see college kids, they, they're all in. They want to. They want to say yes to Jesus with everything. I mean, they're saying yes to things left and right in the world, but they don't offer peace. And they, they try they try them and usually end up at rock bottom. And that Jesus is that answer. Yeah. You know, he's, gonna, he's the one that can give them peace and at love. And, and they find it when they fully surrender to him. So. Well, and I love the fact that probably for some of these college students, they're going home. And they may be the ones drawing the rest of their family to the Lord. Yeah. This has to be happening. I know this has to be happening. It, it must be. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I've talked to parents of uh, kids who come to our ministry and, you know, they talk about how they're so thankful and they're thanking us, you know, for us leaders and just the impact that we've made in their kid's life. I mean, just the fruit of that, like measuring what is God doing and you see that fruit just pouring out of them and, and them excited. The kids are excited to go out and tell people about Jesus. Like, you know, I get asked one of the most frequent things I ask people more, like we ask them in our ministry, what do you guys want to do more of? And they'll be like, we want to go out and tell people about Jesus more. Like we want to go out and pray for the sick and, and go see God move. Like, and that's what they're wanting to do. I love this. But that's <laughs> what we were ordained at the very beginning to do. This yep. is the piece that I think it's missed so much. Yep. I mean, Jesus tells us, I'm sending one more powerful than I. Yep. People used to go out and pray for the healing yep. of the sick and all that. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like, being this thing tries to get shut down, right? Yep. Yep. And I do believe this is a piece of the revival. Like, I believe yep. this is part of the reason. Yep. And people who are mm -hmm. willing to listen, willing to submit, willing yep. to be bold in yep. the Lord. Because really, yep. what else would you want to be? Yeah, right. We, we need... 
the Holy Spirit and the power of God, especially on the campuses. Um, we live in a generation, um, this millennials and Gen Z, uh, we, we live in something called fake news, you know? So you, someone tells you, you know, this is what the news is or this is what's happening. It's like, okay, maybe. You don't really know if you can believe it. So when I come and tell somebody about Jesus, when I come and tell them about, you know, what Jesus did, they're like, okay, that's cool. That's your truth. This is my truth. Like, how can I really believe what you're saying? But when you back it up with the power of God and there's a miracle that happens and their bodies get healed or the Lord gives you a prophetic word of knowledge or just a prophetic word over their life, it's something that they, no one else could have known, only God could have known. Now the word that you're saying comes with weight. Why listen to me? Because, I mean, to be honest, they're saying, okay, Jesus is great, a great idea, but prove it. Prove Jesus to me, you know, and you come with that power. And that's where like in our meetings when we, with the kids that come to our, our um, Eternally King Ministries, our King's Nights, um, we worship, we pray, and, and we, we, re, we preach sermons and whatnot for our evangelistic. But a large part of it is equipping them in power so that when they go out and they see their classmates and they see their friends, that they're not just coming with just, you know, words, but they're coming with the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, that they cannot just love that person, but also see God um, just give to them. In so many different ways. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. I love this. I know you have a favorite scripture passage. First John two and six. Talk yep. to us about that. Yeah, first John two six. Um yeah, first John, it's those who claim to abide in Christ must walk as Jesus walked. And I just think that that's been inspirational to me because um first abiding in Christ, um, that full surrenderment. I mean, you can't do anything without Christ doing it through you. Like to live free of sin, to live without that in your life, like we need Jesus in order to do that. And it's not just Jesus covering over our sins, but his blood cleansing us from our sins. It's, it's purifying us. And when we abide in him, we can look like Jesus. And that's like, you know, and that's honestly a standard that I love. It's, it's not measuring myself to the next Christian or the next man of God that I met. It's measuring myself to the, the real measuring stick, which is Jesus, and saying, okay, let me check my life to him. This is what my life should look like. Yeah. Am I looking like Christ? Yeah, you know? So. Well, and I always talk about, when people encounter me, I don't even want them necessarily to see me. I want them to see Jesus in me. Mm-hmm. I want them to see the hands of Jesus at work, the yep. ears of Jesus at work, yep. the eyes of Jesus at work, the feet of Jesus at work. And at the same time, I want them to see that it is me who gave the yes. Yep. <laughs> it's the both, right? Yep. Yep. Because then, of course, the idea is that, okay, you can do this too. Yep. With Jesus in you, you can do this too. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. This is great. I cannot see what more God's going to do in your life, Devin. Yeah. This is just absolutely amazing. It's so good. Thank you so much for coming in to talk yeah. about evangelism. Yeah, honestly, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Yeah, this really is great. Has. I have a feeling you might need to come back for a part two. <laughs> I think there's more to come from you. There's a lot more to talk there, about. There's like a sure. lot more to talk about. <laughs> we could go on and on and on, and I love this. I love this so much. So, yep. Devin, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And yeah. have a great rest of your day. Wishing blessings on your ministry, too. This thank is awesome. you so much. Yeah. You bet. We want to thank all of you for choosing to tune in today. We hope that you've been inspired to evangelize even more, maybe even do a mission trip. God is calling. It's time to surrender and submit. Invite his presence in even more. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. We want to remind you to live joy and share joy. McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.